to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And today we are doing what I've called the the tournament arc of My Hero Academia. Fuck yeah. Let's go, baby. Fight. Episodes 21 to 25. And if you thought it was Trauma Kids before, mm. buckle the fuck up because we're about to go full Trauma Kids. Trauma, Trauma, Trauma Kids. This is the fucking Trauma Magic School Bus. Like, <laughs> I'm going to fuck it up. The Naruto, but the time skip. Uh, Shippuden? Shippuden, yeah. Yeah, Shippuden. Yeah, this is Trauma Kids Shippuden. Trauma Kids Shippuden. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you for uh, for covering me. I'm not a real weeb. I'm sorry. That's okay. This, That's is, actually, this is my last time on the podcast. Okay, well, um, it was wonderful meeting you. Um. <laughs> Episode 21, Battle On, Challengers. Um, we start out with Catholic Poison Ivy versus Kaminari. And like one third of this event must be watching them clean up this uh, this stadium or like yeah. make the stadium again. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, Shoto got all ice everywhere or, you know, Bakugo fucking killed it. How fucking mad do you think Cementos is like just throughout that whole day? He's just like, fuck, man, I just made that. Like, I, yeah. I would be so upset if I had any quirk that was like manual labor because yeah. then your whole life is just cleaning up shit for people totally just like getting stuff from the top shelf or like yeah. like like walking the dog i don't know if you have a quirk to walk the dog or something like that like, yeah it's like and then you you get married and like you know your your partner's on the couch you're like oh you're just you're just so much better at it than i am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> that's what i say to andrew um i i am a gamer but yet every single time i have to set up a new console i'm just like you're just so much better at it <laughs> <laughs> just do it andrew cogswell quirk hdmi <laughs> <laughs> he can plug in any cable without looking amazing <laughs> he gets usb right on the first try <laughs> he will listen to this and fucking love this because like I don't know how many times like I have gone to plug in the HDMI in the back of the PlayStation 4 and I'm like, why couldn't they just make it flat back here? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're two sentences into the yes. notes and we're talking about Xboxes. Um, I, I have a note here. I have a note here. Yes. My note is I find it really cute that uh, she gets upset uh, Catholic Poison Ivy when she's called an assassin. Yeah. And then I also love that because she corrects uh, present Mike and is like, no, I'm not an actual, I'm not an assassin. I don't want to kill people. Everybody in 1A is like, huh, I guess 1B does have good people. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's the, the bar. bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I have here that she is the Ida of class B probably. Like, yeah, she's you're definitely probably right. the, like, like the rule stickler like person. Yeah. She has real Starfire vibes to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like this like naive positivity in a way. In but also sort of lame. Like, I just hope that everyone has fun. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm just gonna do my best and help people and like definitely leaning into the whole catholic thing where it's like looking like she's talking about like i'm gonna bring everyone to jesus like, i know yeah no it looks like her, like she's gonna like have everybody converted in the state in the stadium yeah, by the end of it like she just like goes outside of the stadium and she's like all right communion motherfuckers let's go like <laughs> time to time to hit up the planned parenthood <laughs> uh present mike calls kaminari sparkling killing boy um, good Put that on my fucking tombstone. <laughs> and he doesn't bat an eye at that. Catholic Poison Ivy definitely takes offense to being called an assassin. And I I, I love an explicitly Christian character in like a non-Christian country yeah. is like so 
funny. It seems like a roast um, to Christianity, which I think is like really <laughs> funny. It's like, look at this prude. Um, the match starts in his, and like a lot of matches in this arc, it's over like in four seconds. Um, she doesn't even look at him uh, as he does his like big, like zappy attack. She blocks it with her swole hair is what I have. And then I say, it's not Maybelline. She was explicitly born with it. <laughs> Fuck you. She's Ibarra Shiozaki. Her quirk is vines. Her hair is vines. They do. She's poison ivy. Yeah, like literally she can... she's Medusa from in Inhumans or um, poison ivy or yeah, whatever. She can only use it for six seconds. Um, they actually killed it. Uh, Twitter got rid of it after a few years. It was a big bummer. Oh, I was like, um, I don't remember that. <laughs> it's a vine joke, Nate. Yep. Great. You know, I feel like they had to make her explicitly Catholic because vines could get real horny real quick. Oh, oh but maybe yeah. the Catholic thing doesn't help there. I don't know. <laughs> you never know, you know? I don't know. She's probably super sadistic or something. Like, this is Class B's, like, first win in this whole thing. And I think they kind of deserve it. It's the only one they're really going to get in it also. <laughs> yeah. um, I also wonder if Shinzo picked people to be his, like, cronies in the, in the last thing that he uh, mind-controlled because their quirks would have been easier to contend with when they got to the next thing. Like, Ojiro just has the tail. Aoyama's literally shitting himself all the time in, in today in this event. And uh, the other kid, he's from 1B, his, his quirk is it, he can punch you, and then he can make you get punched again by nothing. Like, he can exert mm. force on something twice. Cool. And it's like, well... Okay, if he doesn't touch me, I don't know. It's just the thing I was thinking about, like, does Shinzo, like, he's like, okay, I'm not going to choose, like, the magic people to win with me. I'm going to choose the people I could probably fight. Class B's Mineta, Monoma, is being a huge dick about it, but he gets chopped like that one dude that had a crush on Helga from Hey Arnold. Mm -hmm. um, and welcome to what his whole shtick is for the entire <laughs> show, is he's just he just gets slapped the entire time, which is great. I wish Mineta would get slapped more. Mount Lady and Kamui Woods are watching and Mount Lady being the like marketing minded hero recognized Shiozaki as like a good future sidekick for Kamui Woods. I think that's really cool that she's like, oh, you should you should like hire her. And he's like, I'm I'm working right now. <laughs> yeah, too. like I got <laughs> other shit going on. And you're just literally watching TV. <laughs> this is like Christmas for Deku. Deku is taking everything in and like writing notes about everybody um, and it turns out that he has been taking notes on 1A as well. And Uraraka is like super surprised and flattered. She's she's like definitely crushing. It's it's really cute. It is. Next up is Ida versus Mei Hatsume, a.k.a. Ida gets clowned on for 15 <laughs> minutes straight. He's using an item of Mei's and unfortunately that's against the rules. But Ida like was so inspired by Mei's spirit that he wanted to use her items as well. And Midnight is just like a pushover for anything cute so yeah. she says okay and he's like oh i thought it would be okay because aoyama has one it's like aoyama has one or else he's gonna be shitting and farting and lasering everywhere so he filled out the paperwork like where the fuck was your paperwork dog i know he cuts to him sitting in the seats and he's like pointing at his belt like read it and weep it is amazing to think that that man has prepared for anything in his life though yeah yes like, <laughs> yeah like if i were tenya i would also be very surprised same yeah, yeah. Deku doesn't quite believe in May's motives to have a fair fight with the with the <laughs> items and stuff. 
And he's right, because this is about to be a QVC commercial for her and all of her fucking wares. Um, we get a formal intro. Her quirk is zoom. Her eyes can zoom in. We've been over this. Five kilometers, though, is like wild <laughs> just to be like, where's my DoorDash? There it is. <laughs> oh, it's seven towns over. Got it. I just have here. Poor Ida, dude. He got played for another 10 more minutes. Yeah. While he's just getting like bounced around by this like shitty jetpack. I respect the fucking hustle, though. You got to always be plugging that shit. I respect that. Yeah. And we're going to talk about this more in this in this episode is anybody having a worse day today than tenya absolutely not no, this is tenya's very very bad day yeah. <laughs> and some of these people had ptsd flashbacks yeah their mom hurting him yeah so like and ida does win ida does win still yeah. <laughs> this is trauma kids for real trauma 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 kids <laughs> Yeah, Ida yeah. is now also the class rep of the trauma kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Ooh. Rock is like, all right, cool, because Ida won because May is like, then that's all my that's my time. Thank you. and Goodbye. <laughs> I'm going to lose now. Um, and so Ida's just there like, OK, cool fight I just had. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> impressive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uraraka leaves to get prepared for her fight with Bakugo, which is like terrifying uh, as it just on paper. Um, the next match is Aoyama versus Mina. President Mike makes like a common Rider joke about Aoyama because he's wearing a belt and like common Rider like transforms with a belt. I thought that was like a stupid fun yeah. like little joke. These are like the two most vain flashy people in 1A. <laughs> and I think that's really like they're a cool mashup because they're completely different, but mm -hmm. they have like the same on paper. They have the like the same personality traits. They know each other's quirks and stuff from the previous training um, exercise. Um, and Mina is like, like, does not mind fighting dirty at all and hits Aoyama in his belt, which is like feels like kicking somebody in their crutches because it's it is like an accessibility item yeah. for him so that he doesn't like, like I said, poop and laser everywhere. Mina looked up at uh, present Mike and she said prison rules. And, and Mike said yes. Her superhero name is going to be Prison Moth. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Hashtag um, orange is the new black. Hashtag girl boss. Pink is the new black. What's up? Pink is the new black. Um, oh, God. So she fucking melts part of his belt, makes him drop his pants, and she does a fucking Shoryuken and <laughs> knocks him the fuck out. She beats the shit out of him. Like, in the exact way that Mineta wanted her to be knocked out. Like, he's like, knock her clothes off, like in those video games. Yeah. At this rate, I'm going to crawl into my Vizio P series TV and snap a high schooler freshman's neck in front of a stadium that will honestly probably give me a standing ovation. Um, <laughs> Everybody in 1A would just be like, yeah, he, he had it coming. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> President Mike will will like give me a cool nickname and it'll be mm -hmm. that'll be it. Um, next up is Tokayami versus Yaoyurozu. I said poor Momo is acting a lot like Deku here and getting way too in her head about the match as Tokayami and Dark Shadow, like, totally bombard her with <laughs> an attack. Her Kingdom Hearts defense and attack choice Destiny Islands looking ass sword and shield is what I have. It doesn't here. help oh that god. Dark Shadow looks like a Heartless either. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. yeah no, she, she <laughs> and the ground is like a stained glass thing of Shiozaki, the Catholic <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, just perfectly picturing that music now. Like, Me too. you know, yeah. the, the closer you step into the light, the <laughs> the greater your shadow is god jesus fucking christ <laughs> year two year two's um uniform is a black cloak <laughs> <laughs> there's only 13 in this class now <laughs> i feel really bad for momo in this fight though yeah yes. 
like you can tell that she is like incredibly shaken up, not just like during, but after like her head is absolutely in the right place for where she should be like during that fight. She's like, all right, I'm looking for an opening. I'm looking for an opening. But she was so focused on that. She wasn't paying attention to the fact that she was clearly out of the ring. And this is something with Momo's character that we should all stick a pin in it because this aspect of her personality comes back multiple times Mm -hmm. in her training and it's actually it's really cool that they're like hey you have anxiety and overthinking problems and that's like your big flaw so let's work on that um Mm -hmm. so yeah let's we'll we'll stick a pin in this one Mm -hmm. pretty much once every season she reckons with like this the the emotional vibes and fallout of this um thing even even going Mm -hmm. forward um it's a it's a thing for her that she's like i gotta not think but in a lot of ways, her quirk requires her to think about right. stuff. She can't just be like, she can't just be like, I don't know, like think of the molecular structure of something like, like in a moment's notice. Um, she's got to get used to it and just sort of make very simple things and just attack on instinct and not super analysis. This is the hero that has a book on her back. So yeah. she like, she needs to, she needs to uh, get a little bit quicker with her attacks. Next up is the Hardy Boys, I said. <laughs> Um, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, they are at a complete stalemate as this gag continues, and it's still very, very it's good. It's so fucking funny <laughs> every Tetsu, time. Yeah. They're so lame and cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's sort of like Kirishima and Tetsu Tetsu's uh, vibe, and I, I really enjoy that. Those two give me the same vibe of those, like, memes of those, like, ripped fucking muscular dudes at <gasps> keyboards, yeah! like, talking to, like, the small kid. <laughs> That is Slow those up, two, one hundred percent. Like they totally call everybody king, like chief stuff yep. like that. Yeah, manly. That's them typing to yeah. Minetta. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's that's very very good. Uraraka is getting uh, prepped mentally in the green room when she is visited by Ida and Deku. Ida's like, "Oh, don't worry. Maybe Bakugo will go easy on you." First of all, like, fuck you for that. That's that's yeah. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't be like, well, maybe he'll, maybe he won't respect you like what what the hell is that man um and deku is like no dude he kicked my ass for like 12 years for no reason he she's gotta be ready <laughs> yeah um because bakugo doesn't just want to win remember he wants to be number one like philosophically yeah. he wants to be number one and deku's like and it's and i have just the the plan for you and uraraka is like listen you know how ida was like i don't want to be on your team because i need to be my own character like i'm gonna do that as well like just let me fight the way that I think I should fight. And if I fuck up, I fuck up. But at least I fucked up, not mm. you fucking up through me. Yeah. Can you imagine how bad Deku would feel too if like he gave her a plan, yeah. she went through with it and it didn't work? Right. Right. Because like spoilers, his plan wouldn't have worked because mm-hmm. she starts out using his what 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 was his plan, um, but it ended up being for something else. Um, she says everyone is facing the future and trying their hardest. That means that we're all rivals, right? So that's why let's meet in the finals. And she gives like this, this thumbs up that is like not unsure of herself, but she's just like, she just knows like, I'm facing a, a literal exploding boy and, and I'm the floaty girl. Like I could die out here. Yeah. <laughs> he will kill me and wouldn't care this particular boy. <laughs> and even though the Hardy boys uh, totally blow it and uh, knock themselves out at the same time, um, their spirit is really impressive to the pros, which I think is really cute. 
Um, and they're like, what? We're going to do something else later with them to figure this out. <laughs> we'll come back. It's fine. Sue says next is going to be the most disturbing matchup. <laughs> I have Bakugo. What is that face that you're making? <laughs> oh, the, like the weird turtle no chin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hate that. We talked about it last time, but yeah. Bakugo has the most fun face. It is truly amazing. A work <laughs> of has- art. He has the most like malleable character design for his face. Like later on, his eyes get turned into devil horns on yeah, his head, yeah. which is like very good. And then present Mike says, that's not the face of a regular person, which I really, really like. Um, and then he like introduces her a rock and is like, she's who I'm rooting for, yeah. which I think is really funny. <laughs> Which he shouldn't do that, but honestly, who wouldn't root for Fucking her? Fucking whatever at this point. Like, yeah, everybody knows who present Mike is at this point, basically. Like, you know, it's that's just kind of his thing. He's fucking superhero Howard Stern. Right. Like, it's, it's fine. Like, yeah, whatever. Do, do whatever he's going to do. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants, and we're going to continue to fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Episode 22, Bakugo versus Uraraka. No surprise there. Whoa. He calls her round face and says, leave now if you don't want to get hurt. It's like fucking chill, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and like the match starts and she rushes Bakugo and is going to try to make him float, which is basically what Deku's plan was. And Uraraka proves that like Deku's not the only one that can like think about a fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> again, Deku's not special just because he's the protagonist. Other people can like do things, which is good. And Bakugo, even he he demonstrates to Uraraka, like, even though you know what I'm capable of, it doesn't mean it's not going to not happen. <laughs> and he fucking <laughs> blasts her in the fucking face. Uh, afterwards, she does like a fake out with her like floating jacket, which I think is like really cool. Sick as fuck. Mm-hmm. This whole fight is sick as fuck. It is. Yeah, it's totally one of those examples of the definition of your quirk is not the only thing about you mm-hmm. right like she it's the way that you use it that makes it powerful or not yeah because i feel like i mean uraraka gets kind of shoehorned into the same like kind of like girly support type mm-hmm. hero because like she Sakura, doesn't have yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know like so for her to like go out here and be like actually no i can kick some ass and i'm gonna show you Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was just going to say it. <laughs> I, I hope this dies. I hope that in like five episodes we forget this ever it's happened. It's not going to happen. And I wish it would, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> you said people, it, though. I, people I, I, at like, home are, are listening and they're just like, holy shit, why is this a gag like, now? fucking stop. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Oh, yeah. She does her fake out, right? And then uh, she tries to go in for another like rush um to float tag um bakugo but she's like thrown away again and again and again and then mineta calls bakugo gay because he must be gay because he's not going easy on a girl and this is just one example of why you should vote for me to kill mineta um <laughs> i don't think that was in the dub nope yep. it wasn't yeah. it wicked it wicked is not good he call doesn't, like, explic- <laughs> he doesn't explicitly say oh he must be gay he's like oh he must not be that way if he's not going easy on girls uh, no that was um oh yeah god no. the snap fucking his neck rip those sticky balls off his head and shove them down his fucking throat <laughs> <laughs> um uraka keeps attacking in the same way and everyone is like mortified because it looks like a it almost looks like um like self-sacrifice or like a suicidal kind of thing like she's going after him again and again and getting like beat like to fuck um and it's and it's like scary Mm -hmm. bakugo starts getting booed by some of the pros for being um what they perceive as villainous and cruel 
and Aizawa takes the mic and is I have it typeset as capital P-I-S-S-T. He's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. No, he 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 demonstrates again and again that he understands these kids more than the kids even understand themselves. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, Who's this fucking newbie pro idiot? Go home and apply for Burger King, yeah. dude. You are not a hero. And then he said uh, Aizawa says that Bakugo is fighting at the level that he needs to. In order to stay in competition, he's not if he could just blast her out of the arena, he would have by now. Yeah, because at the beginning, he's like, leave now if you don't want to get hurt. Right. So he clearly isn't like, I'm going to make an example of you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's literally fighting to stay in this. And shout out to like and, and that's why I really love both Bakugo in this fight and uh, Aizawa when mm-hmm. he when he does that little like pause and calls people out because like. It's annoying how many people underestimate Uraraka. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. for him to be like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, he's actually like, like, this is just them doing what the they need to do. This is a competition. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I shout out to him and shout yeah. out to Bakugo for like not going easy on her because. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. this is the point where I like actually start to kind of like Bakugo as a character. Because like yes. in that moment where like Eraserhead is like, hey, yeah, like he's doing this because he fucking has to like that mm-hmm. puts basically like and I know it's something we've talked about a whole lot here, but that puts honestly just like his his performance, at least in this part of the tournament, like in a lot of perspective and like yeah. grounds him in a way that they continue to do really well with in the next few episodes even. Yeah. Yeah, even if he's not like the center of the fight, right. there's still like clip like close-ups of him and stuff. Um and, t- and he talks about stuff and like Urak is not getting wrecked for no reason and mm-hmm. um he can't let his guard down. And then there's like this like rad sketchy close-up of what I have here as my girl, <laughs> Uraka. <laughs> um just like super intense and they kind of like showed her as super intense in like previous episodes and it was like funny, but now it's like she's she's fucking here ochako is here and she's gonna wreck shit um and it turns out that bakugo keeping his guard up ended up sort of being his downfall because it allowed her to make a fucking like cupid belt of asteroids that she sends back down to the stadium and she fucking screams that she's gonna win which like that is like fucking that gets me it fucking got me choked yeah, up this time. Yeah. Like, you said it it gave me chills just yeah, now totally so. same. <laughs> yeah she put she puts her hands together and she fucking like screams it i love that and she wants to use this as an opportunity to rush in and do like a special move and win just like deku does um all the time <laughs> and bakugo lets loose what we later call like a full power attack or like a 100 percent attack mm-hmm. and we don't we don't see many of these because they hurt his joints and wear him the fuck out i said it in the last episode but if you are like think about how that would hurt your joints exploding enough to propel you from your arms which are like weaker than your legs right so it's it would really hurt i think we only see like five of these full blasts from him like ever in the entire series and he does it here against uraraka mm-hmm. and this is why he uses his gauntlets um and he says as much like i use these gauntlets so that i can do these big attacks and they don't have to exhaust me so much i love that it shows like little explosions like going up his arms yeah you can kind of like think like I kind of imagine how he, he like kinesthetically like does his his quirk. I think it's like just cool to show it in a different way. Yeah, I mean, because it's funny because I prior to that, I didn't necessarily think about the knockback. But if you think about it and like it's it, it's an explosive like, you know, I don't know, maybe this is the fact that like 
I lived in the Midwest for a bit. I don't know how many people I'm going to say, like, it's like when you shoot a gun and I don't know how many people have shot guns. So that's a big assumption, but we're in America here. So, you know, it's like when you have a mini gun, right? (laughs) Yeah. But no, like, I mean, I've had relatives that are into that stuff. And when I was younger, I remember like shooting a gun. And if you have, you know, like it pressed against your shoulder or whatever and you shoot it hurts it feels like you just got punched um Mm -hmm. so i mean imagine that all over your entire body but at a much greater force like that that sounds incredibly painful like you would have bruising a lot (laughs) or just like even being completely sore from like learning how to anticipate how much Mm -hmm. force each time but Mm -hmm. you know that first time you ain't gonna fucking know how much force is coming through on that blast like we focus so much on Deku and Deku's growth and like Deku reaching a hundred percent or whatever, but like you don't think as much about oh, all of these kids are like constantly in physical pain figuring yeah. out their limitations. That's something that I really like about this arc, uh, like these five episodes in particular, where it like shows them like their quirks are clearly not fucking working as well as they want them to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like Uraraka like is gonna like throw up all the time because of her power, right? And like I joke about it, but Aoyama having like a stomach condition with his quirk is like that sucks too. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. all like it's all a physical part of your your being, and I get into that a little bit later. But um, she gets knocked back um from this one hundred percent blast, but she's still able to stand. It looks like Bakugo isn't phased, even though he's completely bluffing, like All Might was at USJ, yeah. mm-hmm. where it's like, I just need to stand here and be intimidating, and it'll go away. Yeah, I, I think if I think if she was able to like sprint and run after him, it would have been over. Right, and of course, like like you just said, she she can't do that um because she uh she starts at Bakugo and like falls. Um, and she says that her body won't do what she wants. It's just like crushing my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a little flashback of her family in her memory. And like we see their faces for the first time. At least I'm pretty sure we didn't see their faces in the last time we saw her. So, saw them. Yeah. It like gets more personal as time goes on for her, especially now that like her dad isn't some like distant abstract idea of a person that you can just be like, oh, yeah, dads, I get it. We know that he has like a failing business. She wants to help him. And like, I don't know, seeing his face like brings a whole lot more emotion to it for me. But she passes the fuck out and and that's it. Uh, and Bakugo wins. And like, Uraraka did so fucking good, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, she did so... fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. This is it's like a real like game changing moment in her in her career, I think. Yeah. And, and it's it's one of those things where it wasn't a lack of her quirk. It was it was kind of like if she had just like had more time to train like physically to like, mm-hmm. like I'm talking like, like lifting weights and stuff. She like muscularly, she probably could have been able to like withstand some more stuff and have a little bit more, you know, stamina and, you know, they're freshmen in high school. Yeah. So like she's <laughs> doing fucking great. Yeah. Later, Bakugo and Deku have like a little run in where Deku tells him um, like Bakugo is like, you probably gave her that idea, didn't you? And Deku's like, no, I was going to give her a shittier idea and she didn't want it. So that was all her. And I wasn't trying to sabotage you. Then Bakugo goes back to the stands um, where the students comment of like, what a good villain he was. Kind of like we were saying earlier, um, Kaminari's like, oh, you went so hard against a frail girl. And he responds with what part of her was frail. Yeah. And like that. Oh, rules. Yeah. <laughs> and that and that is when the ship set sail. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I OK, I do. I will confess right here. I do ship Bakugo and Uraraka. I know that it is not yet supported by anything as far as I'm aware of. But 
I still I still ship them. I still think that it would be a cute relationship. It makes sense. Yeah, I support he respects it. respects her. I support it. Like, yeah. If, if, yeah. <laughs> Bag, like, with Bakugo, literally, respect is all is the only emotion other than rage that he has. Yeah. <laughs> and it's why he's friends with Kirishima. It's just, like, respect yeah. and then <laughs> and then uh, rage. I just, I just feel like, <laughs> as a person, Bakugo is just, like, you know, like a a shitty winter day, right? Like a, a blizzard. And Araka's just, like, a cup of hot chocolate. You know, <laughs> and it just works. Or, or tea, because her name like means tea ceremony or whatever. Right? Yeah, there you go. It just it just works. Um, yeah, and I love that he says that. And I also, and this is this kind of deepened my sympathy with Bakugo. Like we talked about how this made us like made him more grounded, I guess, to us. Mm-hmm. Um, when all of the kids in the class are just like, "Oh, you went too hard," like you're, you know, like I can't believe you do that to a girl, blah 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 blah. And he kind of stands up for it. And also like. Think about how shitty that would make you feel if like you have all these people being like, oh, that must have been easy for you. That must have been easy for you. And you were just out there working your ass off and like like you'd feel embarrassed. Yeah, almost losing like four times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like, no, that wasn't easy for me. And you don't want to say that because like you don't want to seem weak. But at the same time, like now everybody has this expectation of you and like sees you as villainous and all of this bullshit. And you feel like you have to live up to that. And like. You're like, you can't have it either way. You can't struggle and you can't admit to struggle. You're put into this like awkward position and Bakugo just has to exist in that. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Yeah. And people say that Bakugo is a very simple, just asshole character. Like, Ugh. shut yeah, up. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bakugo up. is not. I think that's like the first time that he's kind of like very almost calmly acknowledged that that, that kind of like where that she is not a pushover or like that really kind of anybody is really not a pushover. Like that's not something I I think that Mm. you don't really hear a whole lot more of it from the rest of the class Mm. because they understand the gravity of him saying that. And I I know. And like, I, I also hate the Bakugo is a jerk end of story argument. And like, I think a lot of people, when I've had that conversation, they've, they've said that they're like, at the very beginning of the show, like he tells Deku to basically kill himself. And like, that's irredeemable. You can't. And I'm like, okay, listen, That is super fucked up. He is also like a 13 or 12 year old kid. Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever been around a 13 or 12 year old boy? They're assholes. Yeah, let's watch the tape of you when you were 13. Yeah, exactly. Like you were, dude. Yeah, like I, 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 as somebody who once crushed on 12 year old boys, I can attest they are terrible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think that like, yes, of course, that is a shitty thing to do. I like to hope that in five years, Bakugo will look back on that and be like, wow, that was a shitty thing to do. So why don't we let the children grow (laughs) and um, understand that there is nuance. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of people tend to, and and it's, I see it a lot with this show in particular, they they treat the characters as if they would treat somebody in real life that treated them that way and like like oh that's irredeemable him saying that blah 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 it's like he's he's a character you have to Mm -hmm. like if if everybody was just super nice to the main character like shigaraki is problematic yeah duh (laughs) like yeah they are characters in a show with like heroes and villains and conflict and stuff and so if you literally the problem (laughs) so he must be like if you start at 
okay, yeah. this is what I would want them to be at. There's like no fucking room for growth. Yeah. yeah. You can't show up fully formed at 12. What the fuck? <laughs> it would be a super boring yeah. show otherwise if the characters were all that one dimensional. Speaking of people that are one dimensional, <laughs> the Hardy Boys are arm wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the match ends with Kirishima as the victor because he like breaks apart the metal of Tetsu Tetsu and he's just like, he does his like manly like, <laughs> like arm in the air and shit. Fucking love Kirishima. He's my boy. They are they are also just that fucking like, bro, you're my whole world meme or whatever. Like, yeah. bro. Like that is absolutely yeah. them too. Yeah. I love them both the, so much. Their friendship is my favorite fucking thing in the world. The bros that unironically flirt with each other. Uh we see Uraka who is like a little upset. She seems a little upset. She's definitely a lot more than a little upset. That's just what she's showing. Um her dad calls and says that she did amazing but she plays it off and like i can just like you can just like hear the like poor kid that wants to like impress her parents mm -hmm. like in all of that stuff i don't know if i'm like projecting but <laughs> like you can like her saying like oh no i didn't do that good like i didn't do good enough to like mm -hmm. save your business dad and her dad is like i don't know like what any of this shit is like i'm not i'm not a hero or whatever but you're in month three of three years <laughs> of your schooling. You don't have to be a hero right now when you've had like four classes and three of them got canceled because of a terrorist attack, dude. <laughs> I think that one of our uh, bonus episodes needs to be ranking everybody's parents. I agree completely. <laughs> post like ep uh, season four, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, post season four, we'll, we'll, rank, we'll rank some parents. <laughs> this sounds good. She says that, like, I'm rushing so that I can help you. Um, and uh, her dad says, like, that desire is what is going to make you a great hero. Um, and then we see a shot of her, like, a fresh uniform um, on the table, which, like, might seem, like, weird, like, and out of the ordinary um, at first. But, like, to me, that's saying, like, look where she's made it. She's in fucking Harvard, dude. Like, that's mm -hmm. so fucking impressive yeah. that she's at UA and she's she's ashamed at how she did against literally the top student in the school um so i think that's so fucking cool like everybody needs to respect uraka we will now stop being heated about uraka <laughs> <laughs> i refuse deku seems to know that she was upset when he leaves he's like she there was no way that she was that cool about it um because i know her by now and right as he was thinking like if i gave her my plan she would have lost even harder and been even more upset and then been upset at me and then he literally like runs into endeavor um who tells him that his match is gonna his match with shoto is going to be uh, a good test for shoto um and his skills at surpassing all might since um their quirks are like you know there's there's kind of a one-to-one -one with both of their quirks right mm -hmm. So don't let up on him, he says. Deku pipes up and he's just like, I'm not All Might and Shoto is not you. So fucking chill, dude. <laughs> Which is like, for somebody who is like a mega fan of, of like every hero, him telling off the number two hero like is, is very, rules. very good. As the match is about to start, we see Shigaraki watching on Twitch or whatever. <laughs> and uh, as he, as somebody tells him to pay attention um, to the people that he may have to fight again um, one day. Um, we cut to Mom Doria, who is worried as fuck, has like 19 fucking boxes of tissue around her. All Might says that these kids have the same vibe, and this is because they are both dealing with like the burden of legacy and what it means to like actually be strong. There's like 
competing or at least not complementary ideals that they share um, with with legacy and being a hero and being strong. Mm -hmm. And they both want to be the next All Might by either surpassing him or succeeding him, which I think is really cool. Episode 23, Shoto Todoroki origin. And I have in here, tilde, trauma kids with a Z, tilde, because <laughs> trauma, trauma, trauma kids. Yeah. I want to make like a kids bop like logo, but it's like trauma kids. Oh my. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We start out with baby Shoto crying because he like doesn't want to train with his dad. He's not a baby. He's like, a, he's like I don't know how old he is. Five, like five I think. Or yeah. Yeah. That's a baby. Um, Close enough. <laughs> trauma babies. Uh, however, his mom is encouraging him and says like, you can do this. Shoto remembers this. And then a lot of nothing basically until the boiling water incident. The match starts and they both know to go like complete like ham like right away. Deku is blocking ice over and over again with like the, the finger like flicks and he's like wrecking his hand as he's waiting for uh, Shoto's quirk to kind of run out of what Bakugo calls MP later on, <laughs> which I think is very good. Kirishima says like, dang, it must be really like easy to have a quirk like yours where you can just fire off stuff anytime you want. And Bakugo's like, no, dude, like a quirk isn't magic. Your body is making it. So like I said, Aoyama's stomach, like Deku's fingers, Bakugo's arm, it's all part of the same shit. You run too much, your lungs give out. You use your quirk too much, you wear out in other ways. Shoto is like getting some ice build up like a freezer that's not working at this point, right? Mm -hmm. In this endurance match, Deku has used at this point four fingers on one hand and one entire arm on the other side. And Todoroki has frost on his body. And this is his physical drawback, obviously. Shoto tells Deku like, dude, you're getting beat to shit right now. You should just give up. Um, but thanks for the opportunity to win without my dad's quirk. That's as Shoto is looking at his dad in the stands and Deku's like, who the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. <laughs> Quit looking at your dad and fight me. And mm -hmm. he double breaks his finger, noting that everyone is doing their best and he needs to be doing his best as well. And Shoto, for all his skill, hasn't done any damage to him. So fucking come at me, bro. Like Deku is on some like adrenaline rush shit in this match. I'm very, very here for it. Deku is just all adrenaline and just a sack of bones. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just <laughs> floating around. It is just like a gelatin mold. At this point, it's pretty much bone meal. Uh, yeah, no, he's he he is the he is the Twix bar that you pick up from the gas station. And you're like, oh, it's all broken up in there, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, oh, this one's melted. <laughs> Fuck. Uh. <laughs> he's like, you wanna you wanna win with half your strength? Like, you're not going to. And Shoto is like, oh, are you in cahoots with my dad? And like rushes at Deku, like albeit slower than before because he's a little worn out. And uh, Deku does like a controlled strike and knocks Shoto back. Um, and Cementos and Midnight are like, this is really violent. Um, <laughs> we need to maybe stop this. They want to stop the magic because in a weird way, like Deku is kind of used to this side of his power and doesn't mind breaking his body so long as he gets what he he can do what he needs to do and then get healed. But Cementos is like, he probably can't get healed after these injuries. You double break your finger. Like mm -hmm. it went, <laughs> it went like from like medium to well yeah <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> um it's it's mortifying to think about like what that would feel like and he's just doing it as always like he's thinking like you're breaking yourself still but you're fighting a little bit smarter than before and he like wonders what's driving him and again deku with no sense of himself like i've always said he rushes in to save someone this time he's not saving somebody from a physical threat um this is him saving shoto from his own legacy because um 
he wants to be like All Might and inspire people. And this triggers Shoto like starting to remember his first inspiration to be a hero, which is also All Might because everybody he he is the Superman. Mm-hmm. Deku says, "Forget your dad and fight." And all the while, uh, memories are like flooding, flooding back to Shoto. And then cut to Endeavor punching a fucking kid and hitting his wife. Yeah. Love that. Maybe we start him out at bottom of the parent rankings that we do later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't want to be like him to his mom. Um, and she's like, you do want to be a hero, though, right? It's OK for you to be a hero as long as you have a future that you feel strongly about. We cut to another memory, this time of Shoto wishing that he could play with his three siblings. So this is the first time that we've seen mm. his siblings. There's two with white hair and one with red hair. But unfortunately, he needs to train, even though he's fucking five years old and everybody's playing out in the yard with a, with like a ball or whatever um endeavors like you live in a different world we cut later to the water incident uh shoto's mom is on the phone with her mother having a conversation that like anyone that has been in an abusive relationship will understand it's like the i need to get out call mm-hmm. <laughs> shaking his yep. head emphatically yep. Yep, yep, yep. um <laughs> yep she she also feels like she like maybe shouldn't raise shoto because i don't know it's like this do i stay with the shitty guy for the sake of the kids or does me staying here mean that this kid is doomed to be another one of him? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what starts her, um, like the water thing. And she does that. And she's, they say that she's basically immediately sent away sometime later. Shoto recognizes that in something that's honestly very mature for somebody who's probably six. He's like, no, you did this to her. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything. I just happened to be there. That's one of the things that I like, cause you would think that that would be something that would have like driven him further into his father's arms. Mm -hmm. Right. Is like, you know, Oh, well at least like, you know, he pushes me kind of hard, but you know, she did this to me, but it's like, he immediately recognizes his father's shit Mm -hmm. and is Mm -hmm. like no you like you like you broke my mom you know and he he never forgives him and how many of his siblings did he break yeah 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 so yeah this is this is why he wants to win without his dad's power but deku chimes in in the present and says it is not his power it's yours Mm -hmm. um and these words are like they seem like they finally reach shoto as he realizes that like his legacy is only just the start of where his like journey is like what he does with that legacy sort of like what you do with your quirk is up to you it's the same thing with your with your backstory basically and then he remembers seeing all might on tv saying that your power is yours alone and that's why he says i am here not i with seven generations of power behind me am here because <laughs> it's him deku says uh you don't have to be bound by your blood it's okay for you to become who you want to be and it's fucking time to get lit um all might recognizes that deku is trying to save shoto the whole time endeavor is jacked as all hell in like, in like a comic fashion almost yeah. he like howls like a wolf <laughs> but shoto's not even looking at him at all he has his eyes like on the prize to win with what he now recognizes as his own power right shoto does some fucking sonic boom afterburn shit as deku leaps at him um, to have a finishing blow but midnight and the fresh maker jump in to stop the match as Shoto thanks Deku and when the dust clears Deku is like clear out of bounds and uh Shoto wins mm-hmm. so that fucking it fucking rules the animation so it's fucking so good, good and it gets like sketchier as time goes on so that's the end of that episode and Cementos has to clean everything up again <laughs> he has to make it fresh he is the fresh maker <laughs> is it what's uh, what's the name of the thing on uh in skating rinks that goes and like cleans all the oh, ice oh the Zamboni he's the Zamboni yeah <laughs> I was gonna say jabroni, but I'm like, that's definitely not the word. He's the jabroni, cementos, the jabroni. <laughs> that fight right after the Uraka Bakugo fight, just like 
put me in like a heightened level like i wanted to just like go outside and like fucking fly up to god and shoot him in the fucking face like <laughs> yeah i was so fucking stoked are you kidding me like both of those fights are so good they're yeah. so good if i had this as a kid instead of dragon ball z like oh my god I, I feel like i would be like i would have real superpowers right now because of how jacked that shit would make me you would own a ua uniform and it would be on a stand in the corner of your room i'm calling it now <laughs> yes probably <laughs> Episode 24 is fight on, Ida. Um, the crowd is reacting to Deku's loss, saying, like, he should not have egged him on like that if he wanted to win. But nevertheless, they are impressed with, like, his spirit and all that, too. So not a complete uh, whiff on Deku's part. Shoto, <laughs> with his fucking half shirt, runs into Endeavor. And Endeavor is like, well, finally, you're not rebellious anymore. And now, you know, you don't have control over that side. But it's great because now I'm here and we're going to we're going to fix that. And Shoto's like, hey, <laughs> you, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's not easy to reverse, like, how I feel like, like that. I think, like, the language in the dub was just, I didn't even think of you. Yep. Which is just... Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. The reason I was okay with using my flames is is because I wasn't thinking about you at all. And good or bad, I got to do some some thinking. Yeah, eat shit, dad. Fuck you, dad. Love telling a dad to fuck oh, off. Oh, you Very love it. Yeah. for me. <laughs> You'll love to see it. Shout out to Todoroki, a.k.a. Zagreus from Hades. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Yeah, if Endeavor is absolutely Hades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost made this fucking joke earlier, but I was like, I don't know how many like video game references I should shoot in here. I don't here. fucking care. But there was this <laughs> fan art that went around of Hades and it was like Hades holding Zagreus up to Achilles as a baby. And he's like, train him. <laughs> yeah. like, That's just fucking Endeavor. Yep. He's like holding the baby by the hair. Oh, good. I was like, good. That's how just jacked can you Endeavor. make this baby? <laughs> So Deku is like in recovery girls, like surgery zone. And yes, he did get surgery um, because he's starting to feel repercussions from the way that he fights. She had to remove bone from his ligaments. And that is terrifying <laughs> to think about. And she's like, I hate this. This is bad. Like, you can't keep doing this. She tells All Might, like, you and the kid are like two alike and not in a good way because you both are throwing your health away for others. And like, need I remind you that like, recovery girl knows all might secret and knows like hey your lungs probably are at this point just like a bloody mass and you're still doing shit like fucking retire and like go to cracker barrel and play some fucking checkers <laughs> dude like jesus christ play the the peg game yeah. exactly <laughs> go peg somebody all night it's fine <laughs> i mean you know he is here. 1A comes in to see Deku, and luckily All Might is Small Might, so nobody notices that he's there. He, to them, he's just like a skeleton in an oversized suit, which I love. My favorite thing, too, is because I think Uraraka is the one who like, is like, oh, nice to meet you or something like that. Yeah. And I just love that Uraraka thinks there is a man who is skeletal with All Might's hair that Deku is close to, but she yeah. has never seen before. It's, it's like limp hair, though. Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's the same shit of like, oh, I'm a different person because I put on a mustache like <laughs> <laughs> or like the clark kent yeah glasses exactly or whatever, but. to be fair i feel like there would be some disconnect it's just like all might is such a, a statuesque figure sure. that you wouldn't immediately go there but at the same time i just love the fact that like he was immediately at the arena and they have never seen this person before and he's just in there looking over this kid's bed and they're mm -hmm. just like nice to meet you they're like oh it's probably midoriya's dad or whatever 
Also, he's still there whenever visiting hours are over. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think he says like a word when she says that. I think he just goes, hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he, he knows how to try and keep his secret the best way he, he can. I mean, and honestly, he should be in this room or the fucking door should be locked. But whatever. The door should especially be locked because Minetta's here also. He's like, dude, that was fucking scary. Who's going to want to hire that? And like the difference here is like Deku was not trying to get hired here. He was trying to to save Shoto and he did and in that way it was a success but you know he is also a little bit sad that he didn't like do the full I am here like um, All Might wanted him to uh, the kids leave Deku apologizes for not making that proper first impression um, and for meddling when he didn't need to and All Might's like dude getting getting in the shit when you don't gotta get in the shit is like what a hero is and Deku like has been doing that like every episode pretty much <laughs> The fucking music here is you say run, but like played on like a cello oh, yeah, it is. or whatever. Fucking fucking go, baby. Mwah, fucking chef's kiss. Next up is Ida versus Catholic Poison Ivy. Ida wins like in three seconds by just like politely pushing her out of the way, <laughs> which is cute as hell. I love that. Very good. He's not like, I'm going to like throw you away and like you're going to. And then like he just like bows to her and runs off. Like, I love that. Yep. He's like. <laughs> Because he's like, you know what? I'm not going to give anybody a chance to fuck me over yeah. like May did. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Another short match was Tokiyami versus Mina. Um, Tokiyami has the has dark shadow and is just like, be, be gone. And she and she do be gone. She is out of the thing as well. I feel like between like Todoroki, Bakugo and Deku, we like kind of think of them as being like the, the ones with like real power in class mm -hmm. 1A, right? Like mm -hmm. the, the, the powerful boys. Um, but Tokoyami though. Tokoyami though. Tokoyami has a lot of potential, especially. He is good. My boy. Like, and mm -hmm. he does cool shit, especially later. He fucking on. rules. We'll He's yeah. cool. He does get uh, he gets the respect that he deserves as the series progresses, 100 percent When I was when I was watching this for the first time, I was like watching him fight and like also the cavalry battle. I'm like, favorite character mm -hmm. right there. That's him. Mm -hmm. I love him. He's great. <laughs> I love Falco from Star Fox. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Give me fucking heartless Falco. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Back at uh, Recovery Girls Kissing Booth, Deku's hand is like crunched as fuck. And like they, there's like a close up of it. And it, it looks like he has extra knuckles um, by how fucked up it is. And she says, that's what you get for overusing your power in, to, in such a short like period of time. And this is like one of the many scars that Deku is going to collect over the series. Like, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that he's going to get fucked up a lot. And a while ago, I said, like, hands in media are usually like symbolic of agency. And I like that here his hands are wrecked by one for all sort of like reminding him like your agency, if you if you like use it unwisely, it's going to super duper cost you. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I like about the character designs in here is like when a character gets cut up or gets a scar, that scar is on them for forever. You mm -hmm. see people have like braces on their arm when they get like for the rest of the series when they get injured in a certain way. And it's just like, no, these like these little, these little kids got cut the fuck up when they did this shit with the terrorists and recovery girls like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Straight up. I will not heal you anymore. Like, mm -hmm. which is brutal as hell. It's like, I would rather see you like not be a hero anymore and have your legs broken as fuck than let you do this to yourself over and over. Well, it's just like he... He, the boundaries that he thought that he had are gone now and they're and he doesn't yet know them so he is just throwing himself at fucking walls like and and yeah. not paying any attention to them and so it's like at a certain point all these adults like start to feel complicit you know mm, and it's right. like this this kid is like 
he goes into these battles and he doesn't think there's anything beyond just that moment. And so he's not doing anything to promote his longevity in the hero field at all. No self-preservation. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's one. Yeah. Going back to episode one. No fucking self-preservation. This, mm-hmm. this child. 100 percent the right move on her part. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. if. If if he doesn't know his boundaries, then she's sure as shit going to set them for him. Like, yeah, I mean, like if you knew that you could do stupid shit to like win or to or to like do what you wanted to do in a certain situation, which wasn't even winning here for him, but just like, you know, getting mm-hmm. uh, Todoroki to, to kind of open up. I don't know what you want to say mm-hmm. here, um, but if you know that there are no con- consequences for you doing that, really, because things right. can just be yeah. healed or fixed up or whatever, um, you're going to act like an idiot. And Deku totally. consistently acts like an idiot. <laughs> and All Might is like, hey, we need you to stop acting like an idiot. <laughs> um, as they're leaving the uh, hospital bed zone, All Might's like, you know, I used to be corkless too. And Deku's like, oh, fuck, holy shit. And you never <laughs> told me that. He's like, you never ask. Which like, fair, I guess. Um, and he's like, I saw like me in you. And so I do believe that you can achieve what I've achieved and more. And I've seen you, I saw the old me in you, but you keep going beyond again and again and again. And I want to cultivate that, which rules meanwhile Ida calls his brother gets the voicemail because he's on a mission um he's after some villain someone he refers to as the hero killer as we cut to kirishima versus bakugo kirishima is actually able to hit bakugo which is impressive because nobody else could yeah and tetsu tetsu is rooting for him which i love they're they're just bros for now he's just fucking fanboying out in the stands i love that (laughs) shit oh god i love them friendship ida catches up with deku and they talk about ida's progress in the the event in general um and deku's like oh is your brother watching and ida's like nah he's he's doing work but later i want to call him and tell him that i won i don't want to just tell him i did good right kind of the same thing as bakugo but not as fucking like aggro he says that he looks up to his uh brother because he's a likable and noble hero that honors the rules and leads people and it's like oh that's so lawful good dude oh my god no wonder you wear a suit of armor um he's fucking white knight uh bakugo wears kirishima down and he wins um he tells him to die his best friend basically (laughs) (sighs) i love that i like to think like honestly for bakugo i don't think of die meaning literally die i think it's just like his spicy word yeah i agree yeah it's just it's just like you know it's a sentence enhancer yeah it's just yeah. like his fuck or something, right? Like, it's just a... Yeah, it could be like an intimidation tactic or like maybe yeah. that's just like whenever I like I did martial arts for a few years and we were always told like, hey, if you yell, like up, yeah. you automatically like put more force into something. So that's like maybe yeah. just his like trigger word for that or something like that yeah i don't know i mean it's really fun to think about if i were punching somebody and i yelled die i feel like it would make me feel a little more powerful commanding someone to perish yeah Yeah, absolutely i'd probably get arrested and i get it yeah Yeah, no yeah bakugo definitely needs to go to fucking juvie in the trial you're in the trial just like yeah but that was sick as shit though right you're like hell yeah it was, yeah, it, was. it was but you got to get in that room dude it's like hey go go to jail <laughs> uh up next is ida versus shoto uh both have uh, i thought it was interesting they both have legacy in very different um ways and like because one wants to be what their legacy is and the other one is like put throw it in the trash i'm a different dude now I am I'm today Shoto and their quirks are like very different. Like one is a power type and the other is definitely not a power type. And like Ida's athleticism is super impressive. And like the raw power can't counter that, which I love. And he grabs Shoto, starts to take him out of bounds and almost fucking does it. 
kind of just like Saro did earlier, um, but he gets frozen and he's he's like totally upset yeah. about losing here because he, like I said, he wants to say that he won, not just that he did pee good. And speaking of Ingenium, his brother, uh, we continue the scene from earlier in the alleyway um, with the hero killer. And as his motivations seem to be that the heroes are that are working today are heroes for the wrong reasons, blah, blah, blah. We live in a society, all that kind of shtick. Real, real Joker shit. Real yeah, Joker yeah, hours. Yeah. But he's like, I like I will let All Might kill me because he's the only real hero. And so he has like a he acts out of respect for heroes by killing heroes in his own mind. That's what he's doing anyway. It's like his own like purification method, yeah, yeah. you know? Yep. It's, yeah. <laughs> some twisted shit. Next is Bakugo versus Tokoyami. That's a super quick fight because Tokoyami's uh, quirk is, is weak to light and Bakugo saw that. Because he fucking is the smartest kid in class, basically. We cut to Ida about to talk to the kids where he gets like a violently vibrating phone call from his mom, <laughs> which is like a stupid gag, but I love. Yeah. Um, and she basically gives him the news that uh, your brother was like fucking yoinked by a villain. And uh, that villain's name is Stain. And he's about to have a little meeting with Shigaraki um, because Kurigiri shows up and is like, hello, come over here, please. Uh, that's basically that entire meeting but yeah 25 Todoroki versus Bakugo the final here Bakugo um in the like recap before the uh the episode starts he like basically reminds us like I have a problem with Shoto I am like completely Mm. like emasculated by his abilities and I've been having a chip on my shoulder for him this entire time he's really who my target was uh in a way because he's been carrying that the weight of him winning that one thing in like two seconds by freezing the building. I think there's also just like this tension between the two of them because Bakugo, you know, and like, obviously, you know, Todoroki has that, that fire side too, but it's like Bakugo is very hot-headed. He's very mm-hmm. explosive. And Todoroki is a very cold person. Like they're both kind of assholes, but they yeah. both ha- like are different kinds of assholes. Yeah. And so, You know, like Bakugo is the type of person who like if he doesn't get attention, he's pissed off, you know, and Todoroki does not give attention like the the best burn to him is just being completely indifferent. And it drives Bakugo fucking insane. Totally. Because his dad is basically like like Super Saiyan Bakugo. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. We see the waiting room where Shoto is like deep in thought about his left side and his mom and his whole fucking emotional baggage shit. Trauma kids. Trauma, trauma, trauma kids. <laughs> Comes in on accident, which I think is hilarious. He's like, yeah. what are you doing in my room? And Shota's like, this isn't your room. And he's like, yeah, well, fuck you, huh? <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> and Shoto, like, kind of like Jess was saying, knows how to, like, get at Bakugo and just brings up Deku. And Bakugo's like, fuck you, and leaves. <laughs> then we hear this song that's it says motherfucking superstar in it with, like, a deep voice with, like, stutter-stepped, like, brass sections and shit. This song is the weirdest song that they you use. You love to fucking see it. Yeah. But it's hilarious. <laughs> motherfucking superstar. The match between Todoroki and Bakugo starts, and Todoroki tries to, like, bombard Bakugo like he does with everybody else with this giant wall of ice. Mm-hmm. But Bakugo is just, like, he burrows through like a mole. That's what Kaminari says. And uh, he rushes Shoto down and blasts him back. Shoto does a fucking cool running slide around the fucking edge. And Bakugo is like, bro, use your other side or else you're insulting me. Like, am I not strong enough for you to use mm-hmm. your other side? 
And Shoto is just like, he's still fucking, he's all up in his head about this shit, right? Deku yells like, fucking do it, dude. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he starts to get it. His, uh, his, it's, I think it's really cool. His like scar section gets like completely like engulfed in flame, which I think looks super cool. It's fucking rad. Mm-hmm. And fucking Bakugo Beyblades the fuck out in the middle of the sky, which like, rules he does his yeah. fucking howitzer impact shit but Todoroki has what is honestly a PTSD flashback of his mom um about to like burn him right where those flames were just a second ago and he's like all right never mind and then Bakugo fucking knocks him out of bounds and is super pissed that he didn't use his fire he's like no 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 we're still going to fight like he starts freaking out before things get too rough midnight steps in and uses her quirk to put Bakugo the winner <laughs> to sleep and then at the awards ceremony, he's still a little upset about things. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> oh my god, that scene the first time I saw it, I was just fucking dying. Yeah. It was so funny. It was so funny to me. It was like, this is the most Bakugo shit I've ever seen. He looks like a rabid dog. Like, he looks like uh, how they restrained Nomu and stuff. And it's just like, this is not a good look for you, dude. And it's not just for a gag. Like, this becomes, like, important to the story later that he looked like this. Deku reveals to us, anyway, that he knows about Ida's brother because Ida told him. Um, and he's worried as we cut to Ida, like, on the bullet train to meet him. To break up the gloom, All Might is here. He tries to make an entrance, but Midnight fucks it up, which is a weird <laughs> gag, but I like that. I think it's funny. All Might hands out medals to the placing students and, like, gives them advice and a hug, which I fucking like. Oh, he's such, he's like, he's a good dude. I love that shit about mm. him. To Tokoyami, he's like, your quirk fucking rules, but you need to be jacked as your quirk is or else like you're just pushing something out of your belly button. And he's like, so remember that. <laughs> like Tokoyami's like, I will remember that as he looks at his medal. <laughs> and to Shoto, who's in second place, he asks like, is if there's a reason why he didn't use his fire. Shoto says like, Deku did inspire me, but I became like unsure and didn't feel right. Um, and he's like, I understand why you're so interested in him to All Might. He just say, he says, there's just some shit I got to work out. And then All Might hugs him and is a complete bro and says, like, I'm not going to ask about the details. You're, you're all right, man. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And he says that Shoto, like, you look completely different from before. And uh, you'll, you'll figure it out, dude. And he does look completely different. Like, mm -hmm. from the first, I mean, especially with his shitty fucking costume in the first season. But God, yeah, his costume is real bad. Yeah, just facially, he doesn't look like he is just like a little piss baby about stuff anymore. He just looks like he's thinking about stuff. He's a he, he is now a character. <laughs> Congratulations. Something else I love about this show. We talked about how when the characters get scars, like the scars carry over, you can slowly see the characters start to age too, mm -hmm. like just in subtle ways or like they like accumulate more like muscle mass and stuff like yes. that. And it just like over the seasons, you see it more and more. And it's subtle. It's not like, oh, like and now we go to harry potter year four and he has like long ass hair and looks like he hit puberty hard like right. it's just subtle things but it's really cool yeah most kids you get like at least their design looks like they're taller if they're not actually taller mm -hmm. as as like stuff goes on deku like it's funny to go back to the first op of this of the series not this one from this season but the previous one like deku is such a little stick thin little boy yeah. comparatively to where he is like you know now in things where he's just like fucking macho man randy savage at this point oh and to bakugo um all might is like all right let me take this fucking muzzle off and bakugo's <laughs> like i don't want to win like this dude and all might gives honestly good advice and says well then treat this as a wound and don't forget mm -hmm. it and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> like <laughs> you kind of expect all might to be like well you did great anyway but he actually <laughs> gives some good advice here which i like yeah 
kids are on break for a couple days while the pros make their like recruitment bids. And we cut to Hosu, the city where Ida's brother's agency is. Uh, Ida gets to the hospital and rushes to his room being told not to run, which is funny because he is like the running guy. Mm -hmm. um, and like, you know, thematically in the next arc, moving too quickly is going to be something that he's going to struggle with. And it's going to land him, you know, face to face with the guy that put his brother in the hospital in the first place. Uh, Ida's brother tells him in this hospital bed, like barely speaking, that he's sorry that his big brother lost and he let down his little brother um, that he was proud to be a role model for. And like, whoo, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be real, though. I was happy at this part just because I thought he was dead. Me too. Like the way, yeah. like the blood loss that they show in the alley when he's first attacked, I was like, okay, he's fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And he's like wicked injured, like permanently, as we'll, yeah, as we'll learn. Yeah. But like, yeah. We cut to yet another 1A student that is about to meet with a relative in a care facility. Shoto is on his way to see his mom. Um, he thought for 10 years, because it's been 10 years since he's seen her, that because of the things that she did to him, he would be essentially triggering to her. Mm. And so he did he didn't visit her for her sake, not for him being afraid of her, um, which is like, oh, buddy. <laughs> um, and she says she's bound to me by dad. And that's why in order to become a hero with this body, which like is half of both of them, with everything I have in order to become my ideal hero, there is so much that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. His mom turns around and like, it's so like cool because she's like the last time he sees her and that we see her, she is like. She looks like a horror character, right? Mm -hmm. um, but she turns around and she just like looks like this. You know, she's pretty. She's like mm -hmm. a little sleepy looking. Mm -hmm. And it's not like this tumultuous, monstrous, like, you know, she's not freaked out by him. Yeah, not like some Junji Ito, like right, yeah. manic woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also like I'm going to get like film schooly right now, but like, great. He is framed multiple times here, basically from his like mouth down or from his chin down. Um, so we don't see his scar. We don't see one half of him or the other half of him. We just see him, her mm -hmm. son, which I think is like really cool. Uh, and he says, like, even if she doesn't want it, I will rescue her from here. I bet she wants to fucking leave yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> being at the worst hotel ever for 10 years. But yeah, he says, this is my starting line. So while Deku didn't say I am here to the world like he wanted to, his actions led to Shoto being able to say I am here to his mom and start like both of their roads to recovery which fucking rips mm -hmm. post credits which i had missed until literally last night when Me i watched too. these <laughs> accidentally skipped this last time i watched it <laughs> they're really quick though Uraraka is contemplating like a cheap snack to celebrate because like the poor kid thing is like it resonates so hard oh god it does she lives by herself in an apartment because she moved away from where she was from to go to school here she gets there and her parents are there and they're jacked as fuck and they want to fucking ball out and her dad says, we are here, which I think is really cool, too. And Bakugo, who my girlfriend says, truly wakes up every day and chooses violence, has not gotten, <laughs> <laughs> he has not gotten over his combination crushing loss and impressive win. And he's like telling his germs in his mouth to die, which is very good. <laughs> I loved that, though. I love that kid. And he wakes up at noon. His mom's like, you can't wake up at noon and do this. <laughs> uh, we cut to Deku and Deku's mom um, is like, dude, I lost consciousness seven times during this event. <laughs> And it's like a really subtle thing, but she like uses her quirk to move like small things to her to move his milk out of the way because he's eating with his non-dominant hand because he's injured, which is like, that's such a cool little like character mm -hmm. moment. And he's like, oh shit, you're, you're braver than me then, huh? And she's like, yeah, being your mom is really stressful now. 
<laughs> and she is always going to worry. And I have like a note here to just talk about her quirk. It's like, if you want to get artsy with it, her quirk is to bring small things to her. And like from here and on out, she's going to be wanting to like bring her her son, her like little son back to her. Mm. So I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, 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 there's uh-oh. art here. Shit. Uh-oh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Deku is starting to think like, man, I can't fucking, I can't be a source of stress. Like I can't show up and have it be like when All Might showed up at USJ and I'm like, uh-oh, he's going to die. It needs to be, uh-oh, the, like not, not an uh-oh at all. It needs to be like, okay, fucking cool. We're saved. And so he needs to, instead of just being just a blanket, the best hero, he wants to be a hero that can not worry anybody. And I think that's a cool little distinction. Mm-hmm. And that's it for these episodes. Yeah. The next section is uh, another five episode set, 26 to 30, which is the stain arc. We are about to get sadder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a reoccurring theme in My Hero. It's always like something lighthearted, but like really cool and engaging. And then it's like, we're going to make you feel and they're yeah. not going to be good feelings. And what if yep. we just like rip your heart out and rip it in half? You pay for those yeah. hype moments with some heart-crushing moments. <laughs> oh, <laughs> truly boy, you do. do. Hey. I apparently hit the jackpot oh, yeah. this week, and Hulu didn't Ooh. show me any ads. <gasps> yeah, even though I'm, like, what? not paying for the ad-free version. Uh, so, sorry if you wanted to see me suffer, um, but uh, <laughs> kindly eat shit. Thank you. Um, I don't know. What's a bad advertisement? All of them. Anyway, bam, bam, bam. Oh, yes, Jess. There was an article um, about pharmaceutical dude. uh, Oh, yeah. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Yeah, fucking pharma bro. Yeah. Screlly or whatever the fuck his name is. And there was like some woman reporter from like the Washington Post or some shit. I don't don't remember. I thought or something. Well, yeah, yeah. maybe it was New York Times um, who, who I guess he successfully convinced into like escaping and and being with him and blah 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 but no that the advertisement that i heard a lot of people got and it was circulating around on uh on twitter is that if you read that article um there was (laughs) there was an ad for a onesie that was also like you could you like had a flap for the ass good good (laughs) oh yeah so so a lot of people had that ad um so that's the advertisement for this episode on that article uh the assless onesie yeah hell yeah prospector poopy pants pajamas (laughs) oh see you were like i i thought like sex well yes is where my mind went they're both they're in the same neighborhood. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta just drop a big old poopy. I was like, those are some really horny pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to fuck, but you're like, I don't have time to get this onesie off of me. <laughs> fuck me in the footies, babe. There's a weird sexualization of Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and, and shit, right? Yeah, like that's so. something I've noticed, like looking at different women's sites. It's like Ooh, you want to buy some sexy Santa lingerie? I'm like, I, I don't know. You no, certainly no, want no. me to. <laughs> Santa's a working class hero. Um, yeah. but no, I don't know. It's 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 weird that that whole thing is truly actually bad advertising. It's weird. It's very strange. Santa fucks. So that's um, that. So that's that's the ad. that's that. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> and that's a wrap folks <laughs> yes yeah, so everyone thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the big three uh the next time uh we will be uh discussing episodes 26 through 30 so if you like these episodes or think we missed something hit us up at, at big three cast on twitter or check out our discord link in the description and of course check out 
somegoodshows.biz for more good shows like this one. Our show art is by the wonderful Jess Howard. Our music is by Julian V. Their work can be found at at JulesVZ. They're fucking good. They're so good. I can be found at at VictoryPosition on Twitter. I can be found at just Jess is fine. And I can be found at at the Camdy Man. And this has been The Big Three. Peace.